Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee, the motivating operation to start your week. Hi, I'm Christina Flores, a board-certified assistant behavior analyst. And I'm Natalie, a board-certified behavior analyst. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoy. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 11. So this week, we are talking about something that's near and dear to me that I have personally experienced. And y'all know we like to be transparent about our personal experiences and our lessons learned in the hopes that you don't have to go through it yourself. So some rule governance, if you will. Um, So this week, our title is called Thank You, Next. And we're talking all about when it's time to leave an employer. And yeah, what do you think about that, Christina? I love this episode. I love the title. Great title, Natalie. Yeah, I think Um, it's also important. Some little like background mm -hmm. is last week, my first like week of fun employment. I have a month off before I start my new job. I did a post pretty much talking about like what to look for in an employer or when it's time to leave. And I received so many messages, you guys, so many messages from people who were talking about how it's difficult to find a good company, how they were unhappy with their employer. And although I had got so much feedback, I couldn't help to be upset and emotional because it bothers me that the norm is working for a bad employer or an employer that doesn't um, prioritize the employee or the client, right? And when I was talking about the company I was going to work for, I referred to it as a unicorn company because it's so rare to find a company that checks all the boxes and that is so amazing. And so many people were reaching out to me about that. So we decided to kind of do a mini episode. If you have been thinking about leaving your employer or felt like you were alone, we're here to tell you that you are not alone. Unfortunately, a lot of people are in a work environment that they do not want to be in. So if you've been looking for a sign, I hope this is it. Um, Disclaimer, once again, these are our personal experiences. We're not telling you to leave your company if you're happy. Um, And we don't want to speak negatively. We're just sharing our experiences and how it shaped us to who we are today. Yes, exactly. We're not trying to be negative and just spew out a lot of hate (laughs) towards company. You know, in the term of thank you next, you know, thank you. We're grateful for our past experiences and how they shaped us today. Um, as you guys know, we've been in the field for a, a long time or a while. And so we have a lot of experiences with these type of uh, things in this area. But we want to know like this. We want to tell you guys what we're thankful for and the experiences and how we want to move forward to the next part of our journey and our careers. So if we can highlight all the things that have happened in the past, which people need to listen to, especially that a ton of RBTs go through, a ton of BCAs go through, especially in our field, like that's the only way that we're going to grow. And we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in these areas because we want to better our field and we want to do better. We want to be better. And the only way to do that is listen to experiences, validate them and move forward. So we're thankful for everything that has happened, but also we don't want to keep repeating the past. We don't want people to keep going through what we went through, which why we started this podcast too, but we need to do better. And the fact that you posted that and we just got an influx of so many messages, it's, it's very real. It's, happening all the time so 
we can't just keep denying these things with different companies and things like that because it's real. It's here. Everybody goes through it and it's not okay. You know, especially in the field that we go through, like we always say we're humans first. And especially when you're in a field working with other human and human behavior where there's so many different factors that go into it, you need to be aware of what's going on and how to treat your employees. And I mean, we should be better because look at like OBM, like we know how to work with human behavior and the fact that we're not using our own principles and how we can better our field and be ethical and do all these things with different human resources. It's like, we have to talk about these things. It's apparent, you know? I mean, that's just my view on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm very grateful that a lot of people reached out because I'm not going to lie. When I started posting the videos, I was very insecure because I'm like, oh my gosh, what if it is just me who wasn't content with where I was? And the moment that I let go of that and I was just transparent and received those messages, I was like, once again, I'm not alone. And it was infuriating because I wish there was so many amazing companies for all the amazing clinicians that there are but unfortunately right now that's not it but what we need to do is we need to do better and be better and as amazing clinicians if we work for amazing companies then guess what i really hope those terrible companies go down and then the norm <laughs> is amazing companies so that's what we're trying to do so there has to be a model right we model behavior all the time there has to be a model and if there are models in the field we need to go from that i mean like i said two episodes before like I also feel there was a there's a little bit of competition in our field, like who can make the most money, who can have the most employees. And it's not about that, you know, like everybody deserves a seat at the table and everybody can eat copious amounts of food at the table. You know, there is enough in the population to go around where we can work with. There's not like uh, there's not a deficit. So the fact of the matter is, it's like companies are going to grow people in our field are going to start their own companies and these are things that we need to talk about yeah so kind of just sharing a little bit of some of the things that we discussed when you're having this like gut feeling that you're unhappy or you might want to leave your current employer um so first things first you want to make sure that the company that you're at is ethical so right off the bat if where you're working is unethical it's time to go right like yeah if you keep having red flags like if you're in a toxic relationship <laughs> Love that. Uh, everybody can relate girls boys whoever you know like um but if you keep seeing these red flags like and you keep making it known that you're uncomfortable or you make it known to your supervisor like hey this this didn't go well with my gut you know this didn't feel right and they're not doing anything about it, especially with ethics like it's time to start considering like okay I need to look at my other options yeah. because with red flags, like they're just gonna keep popping up and they're not gonna go away. So, especially if you make it known. The thing with ethics too, y'all, is this is your name and your certification. Like we yes. have said this time and time again, that is my priority. That is my name, regardless of what company I go to, that's what I can fall back on. Right. And if I'm working for an employer who is not ethical and I can choose to stay knowing that I am in violation, right? Mm -hmm. So. Right off the bat, ethics, if that's um, something that's going on, you got to go. Um, another one. Boundaries are crossed. Yep. Like, Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> if your boundaries are crossed, personal boundaries, mental health boundaries, ooh, we're really getting into it today. If your mental health boundaries are crossed, like, 
you gotta start looking yeah you know um the control circle so for me this was a big one where I was just trying to identify what was in my control and what wasn't in my control. And what I started to realize were there were a lot of things that weren't in my control that weren't necessarily being handled the way they should. And they were affecting me, my professional and personal um, well-being. And once that happened and there was nothing that I can do because it wasn't in my control. And if I had tried to have conversations, there wasn't anything um, being done to take those actions. Well, now that's something else that I need to consider, right? If there's something that I'm not okay with and it's outside of my control and it's not going to change, am I okay staying? If the answer is no, then there you go. Another reason why you got to go. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're paving your own path, especially with your name and your certification back to that too. It's like, you don't want anything to be there where somebody could call the board on you. Like all those years of hard work that you put in, you know, you have to take that in consideration. And also like, think about, you know, when we work with our clients, we want to better their lives. We are improving their life to have a health, you know, healthy, independent life. If we're not also living that truth, how productive are we being? Like if we're not living our best life too, <laughs> besides our work life, how productive am I? Like, I'm really not, you know, I'm going to be doing all the thinking of other things like, oh man, you know, this company did this again. Like, I'm not happy here. I have to put on a brave face, which is fine. We do it all the time, but it's not okay to keep going in that cycle. That's not a great life to live. Masking. Know? We talk yeah. about it all the time. You're literally masking your true feelings and emotions to make others around you feel comfortable when they're not doing the same for you. So no. Exactly. The next one is work environment. Ooh. So go one. If you got a work environment with a lot of gossip, if you have a work environment with a lot of politics, and I'm not talking about senior seniority. Like you can have things where people have been there a long time, and I totally understand that that is okay. Preference. But we're talking about <laughs> preference, favoritism, uh, exploitation, mm -hmm. those things we gotta look Dual out for. Relationships. Yeah, we're not being super ethical. You know, if if you're not getting the same opportunities as somebody else because they're maybe the favorite or, or the they have some, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. If you're not getting the same playing level, leveling, level field, whatever it's called, <laughs> um, you can, you know, that's not okay. Like if I'm going to go for a supervisor position, I need to apply just like everybody else, mm -hmm. you know? Also remember that you're at work for most of us more than you are at home with your family, with your friends. So you want to make sure that that's a positive work environment, right? That you enjoy being around the people that you're working with, that you know that when you're not in the room, that they're talking positively about you and vice right. versa. So keep that in mind. If that's something that you don't feel, another thing to add on your list of like reasons to reconsider whether to stay or not. Yeah, and you know what's so funny is that like I feel that in our society, we're just so, we're very work driven and it's not the norm to like love your job or like love where you work, but we could be the change. I think people, I tell them about my job all the time and they're like, oh man, that's so hard. You must feel this way and that way. And I'm like, actually, no, I, I actually really love my job. I get to play with kids all day, some logistics stuff I don't like, but I thoroughly like enjoy my job. Now, there's a lot of things that need work with it, but I wanna be the change to be like, no, why can't I have a life where I love my job, I love where I work and I enjoy going to work every day? 
that's where it should be at. And you guys, I promise <laughs> you, there are companies out there that yes. their employees love their employer and love to go into work. I received those messages yes. as well. Yes, I was and so I, surprised. I'm I like, was, man, there's a lot that are actually really good. This is so positive. I had no idea. I thought it was all negative, you know? I was like, wow. And I reached out to the employer and I was like, keep doing what you're doing because we need more of you guys because mm -hmm. so many people are saying amazing things about your company. So don't be discouraged. There are. There are amazing companies. And when we're also talking about work environment, not just like um, the positivity and things like that, but we're also talking about like structure. Are there policies, procedures, systems in place that you know how things are done, right? Mm -hmm. um, if that's not also there, and for me, I need that because I need to, as a supervisor, I need to know and what to refer to in regards to our systems, our policies, and our procedures, right? right. So that's another thing. In regards to work environment, we have trainings, we have mentorship. Like, is your work environment supporting collaboration, mentorship, trainings? Developing you. Developing both professional and personally. Like, if you are an employee who's been there for three years and you're in your master's and you're going to graduate and potentially sit for the board exam, is your employer asking you those questions? Are they concerned about your professional development? Do they want to retain you? Mm -hmm. Are these... If you're working for an employee that wants that, you, you don't even have to second guess that. Right. They would know that you're in your master's program, that you're getting ready to sit for your board exam, and you would be talking about potential um, opportunities with them. Right. You have to remember, like, in our field, to get our board certification, to even sit for the exam, you have to do so many indirect hours. Non-paid work most of the time, y'all. If you're putting in all that time, all that time and all that work and they're not there to support you and develop you to when you get to where you want to be and be a BCA and they don't give you that same respect like you gotta you know put some respect on your name and let them know <laughs> where it's at because at the end of the day if you put in all that time to that company to better that company to better the client's life and to develop yourself and to get that training and they don't respect you to seek see where you're at and when you become a BCBA to give you, you know, whatever that pay rate that you want is or to make sure you have those clients or then that's not where you're supposed to be. It's so infuriating. I saw a, a meme or like a post the other day. It was actually for nursing, but I definitely think it applies. And it was talking about like, why are the, why are there all these sign on bonuses for new employees? Like what about a retention bonus? Mm -hmm. Where's the loyalty for trying to retain great employees? Right. The fact that like new people, which might be amazing, are coming in making more than I am and there's not any conversation about your value, your appreciation, or any sort of wanting to retain me, Right. something else to add on your list of reconsideration. Yeah, exactly. And, and to go back to values, you know, and I understand that with business, there are a lot of things that go into play. There are so many things. I don't know the other business side, to be honest, but I do know the employee side. And if you want to keep your business, you got to keep your employees happy. Okay. You know, and let's be honest here. We all work with insurance companies. They give us a lot of money, like, mm -hmm. you know? So when you cut corners and things that you don't need to cut corners or, you know, like lowball people or things like that, they're going to go looking and they're going to go looking for a company that's not going to do all those things. And there's things that go on with like, you have to keep your business running. You have to keep all these things going. And, and I completely understand that, but at the end of the day, your decisions, your employees notice them. And when you don't make employee first decisions, 
they notice that as well. And they keep it in the back of their head, you know? I love that you brought up the business aspect because I didn't even have that to <laughs> mention. I didn't even think yeah. about it, but it's so true. And I just wanted to like chime in. I understand that in ABA, it is a business, right? Yeah. Everyone is making money off of this. Mm -hmm. I understand. However, when you are solely a company that is only profiting and seeing this as a business versus providing evidence-based and effective compassionate care client first as a company another thing you need to reconsider like if it is literally just a business who started because they saw the potential to make money and are not at the same level in terms of the care that they're providing for their employees and their client you gotta go thank you next <laughs> exactly yeah yeah i agree with you i mean i'm not trying to say you know uh being a business owner, like you have to cut corners and do all these things. You don't. I admire all business owners, especially with ABA companies, because it's very hard to stay in business, especially after the year that we've had with the pandemic, a lot of companies had to close. But I think also that if you are a business owner, like you have to listen and you have to move forward and you have to do all these things. Like it's so hard when you're talking to an employer and you're getting denial. Mm -hmm. That is one of the toughest things to go through. Like if you're not being validated and not saying, I hear you, I see you, I'm going to help you out. I've been in that position before and it's not a fun position to be in. Mm -hmm. And that's when people start to look like when people think that they've been disrespected or not validated, they're going to start to look. And it makes sense why we have such big turnover in our field. I think it was like 70% that we looked up, so you know, so. And that was a good point. Like being able to talk about some of the things that you're experiencing and being right. validated and seeing change. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that I experienced were the avoidance of like, why am I going to go talk to these people? Because I know nothing is going to come from it. Exactly. And that was so hurtful because it's like, I understood where these people were coming from. Like mm -hmm. I was so upset because I'm like, I hear you and I wish that I could do something right out of my control circle. Right. right. So like, if that is something where you feel like you don't even want to go speak to someone because in the past, right, reinforcement history or punishment, you've gone and nothing has come from it, like, yes. add that to your reconsideration list. Yeah. Um, and you also mentioned values. This was a big thing for me as I've been self-reflecting and during my process um, interviewing at companies, which was a lot, um, I wrote down my values. And in the interview, I would ask them as well. So if you're in a company and you don't know your company's values, that is something that you need to ask. If not, that goes around into the work culture and your work environment. But if you have reflected and you know what your values are and they don't necessarily align with the company that you're at, you guys know what I'm going to say. Add that to the list. Yeah, exactly. And just one more thing I wanted to say, you know, um, there are so many, like we said, companies that are, have a great business model, that have great work environments, that are training and doing all these things. So we admire like those business owners, like those people, that's how I want to be, you know, when I grow up, <laughs> even though I'm grown now, but that's who we want to model. Like we love those type of business owners. So I want to reiterate, like, this is not impossible. Like you can make change, be the change. We're always about this. Be the change in your field. Be the change in your area. You can do it. It's not impossible. But the thing is, you have to be different. Dare to be different in what you're doing. You know how you hear like 
all these negative headlines about a company and you're like, oh my gosh, how could people keep shopping there? Well, people need to stop and then right. the company will go out of business. So same thing. If you're an employee who works for an employer and you're like, how are these people still in business? Well, they have employees showing up every day. If those employees stop showing up and go work for amazing companies, guess what? They will be out of business or they're going to have to do better and be better, which I hope they aspire to do. Right. So the change starts with you. Right. It's like, again, you pave your path. Do you want to be the boss? Do you want to be the mentor, the supervisor that, you know, doesn't do all these things? Or like I always say, ABA is such a small world and especially ABA in South Florida. Like, and I'm sure in other parts, it's very small too, but people talk. And do you want to be the company that when people talk about where they work, they're like, mm, I heard about them. Or you want to be like, man, how is it? I heard it's really good. I heard that they do this, this, and this. I was thinking about applying there. What do you think? I want to be the latter. Like, I want to be the one that's setting the example. You want to be able to say where you work right. and not just put your name on your conference card and be <laughs> nervous to what, say what company you work for. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just to kind of like wrap up you guys something that helped me I hoped it, it helps other people mm -hmm. one of the questions that I asked myself was why why right. am I staying right like why am I still here why am I coming in every day mm -hmm. and when I really thought about it and my what my response was to me was not reason for me to stay right and it was because of my therapist and my clients it wasn't any other reason. I feel the same. I love my clients so much. Yeah. And I love, you know, the people that I work with. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and you, But the thing is, you have to set them up for success and independence so that you do not suffer for that, right? Yeah. Because if where you're at is not beneficial to you, you're doing a disservice to yourself. So the questions that I asked myself was why? Why am I staying and why do I want to leave? And I hope that that gives you clarity in what you decide um, but ask yourself, self-reflect and ask yourself some of these tough questions that we go in every day and we kind of run this course, but we don't stop to ask ourselves, like, why am I here every day? And like, why do I want to leave? And it's a lot of self-reflection. It's uncomfortable. You know, that meme that you're like looking in the mirror. I'm like, why are you like this? Like, <laughs> you know, like it's you, like, you know, all the behavior principles that you could put on yourself, but it's hard work. Yep. It's hard work. You got to be uncomfortable. I mean, for you, it's been a huge change somewhere you've been for a long time. It's a really hard process. And it didn't happen overnight, guys, with Natalie. Like, this has been a long time coming. But, I mean, it's good because I admire the way you're going through and you've been so vulnerable and, and really putting yourself out there because it's helped so many people. You know, it's helped me. It's helped people on Onward. But we need to do that, you know, and it's it's good. I, a little bit about that. Um it was a very tough and dark journey for me. I'm not going to lie. My mental health suffered um, because I had this priority for my therapist and my clients. And I did the work, you guys. I did. And I just want to let you know that I was in that dark place. And I feel so liberated. And it's possible. Like, don't stay somewhere because if you're unhappy, like, don't. And it's not even just an employer and a an a client, a supervisor, anything like you guys were on this earth for a short time, like make it memorable, make a difference, do like prioritize you. So I'm here to let you guys know that I was in a dark place. I was not okay. And I feel so good making that decision for myself. Was there response effort? Yes. And I'm so, so, so thankful for this process and journey because it makes it that much, much more 
like worthy and i want all of you guys to experience this as well i don't want anyone to wake up and not want to go to work and not because of their clients and their therapists but because of the environment just trust your gut i'll end it on that like literally trust your gut um i'm thankful for where i've worked i don't want this to be taken negatively because it has made me who i am today and i don't know if i would be here if i would have onward if i'd be about to get ready to work for this amazing company had I not had these experiences. So doesn't mean you have to stay there. <laughs> Trust your gut, you guys. I know we spoke about like when it's time to leave. Um, next episode, we'll be talking about what to look for <laughs> in, a, uh, in a unicorn company, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. We thank you, Natalie. We thank you for your vulnerability. You got me crying up in the club right now. Like, I am so, so proud of you. You inspire me all the time, every day, to do better, be better. And this needs to be said. So I'm so happy that we you stayed authentic through your whole process. You didn't put up a front. Like, this is you. This is who you are. And I always admire you about that. And, and you help so many people in this process. And you're so right. Like, everything that you did, you know, will lead you to today. There's a purpose and there's a reason for every season in our life. And there were so many purposeful relationships that you made with everybody at your previous employer. Yep. I love you guys. And, <laughs> and that has, is going to help you in the future. And it's only shown you over the past few weeks, like how much you mean to people and how much you have helped them. So I hope in this whole process that you have learned and you have just given yourself credit, even though it's so hard to do sometimes, but people love you so much and you're making a difference, especially in Onward and doing this whole, you know, subject in this area for this episode. Mm -hmm. So we love you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Make sure to hit that subscribe button to get a response prompt for our next episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Onward Behavior. Until next time, keep moving onward and pay it forward.